Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay and had a good weekend. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on Monday, November the 8th. Coming up, we're going to hear about what could be the worst road in Kent, plus the owners of a rare dog thought to have been stolen during a trip to Blue Water have made a heartfelt appeal for help to find him. But first today, the number of COVID patients in Kent's hospitals is at its highest level in eight months. 185 are being treated, up from 77 a fortnight ago. Nine of those are on ventilators. Three parts of the county have also seen a rise in the number of infections. That's Thanet, Swale and Folkestone and Hythe. Now the figures have been released as we're being urged to get booster jabs. It's amid concerns our immunity to COVID is wearing off. While more than 10 million have now had their booster jabs, four and a half million haven't even had their first vaccine. Amanda Pritchard is the chief executive of the NHS. In our younger age groups, if you're between 18 and 29, you are four times more likely to end up in hospital if you get COVID than if you have had your double boost, your, your double jab. So it's does matter whatever age you are and I think again we would say if you haven't had that critical first jab the offer's evergreen come forward and we've seen over a quarter of a million people uh, in that younger age group do exactly that over the past couple of months come forward for their first jab so uh, for anyone of any age if you haven't had it yet it's not too late give yourself that critical protection over the next few months. We've done now over 8 million boosters, so that's well over a million a week. And in fact, last week we did 1.6 million, so a record week for us in number of boosters given. We've got more locations available for boosters than we've ever had before, uh, but we are trying to make it as easy as possible for people to get access to their boosters. You can book online now, um, immediately you become eligible. And in fact, you can book even before you become eligible. You can also go on 119, or indeed just walk in where there are local walk-in centres available. There's no doubt that the NHS is running hot and there are some very real pressures on health and social care. So we have had uh, 14 times the number of people in hospital with COVID uh, than we saw this time last year. And we've also had a record number of A&E attendances and indeed uh, a record number of 999 calls. That is driven by a number of different factors, but there's no doubt as we head into winter, we're thinking about flu, we're thinking about other respiratory conditions as well as COVID. Uh, So uh, it's going to be really important that people absolutely do take the steps they can to protect themselves so that's not just the covid vaccination it's flu as well Uh, but it's also a great i think credit to staff across the nhs that despite that pressure uh, from urgent emergency care demands they have absolutely kept going spending the money wisely to do again more checks more tests more uh, elective treatments over this period in fact a third more over the last month than we did this time last year for the nhs We are certainly experiencing now uh, really significant pressures, not just from COVID, but from other demands on our services and indeed the same for social care. So as we look into winter, I think we're very clear this is going to be a difficult winter and the things that uh, we would encourage people to do is anything that they can do to protect themselves. So that's the COVID vaccine, it's the flu vaccination uh, in particular. But if you do need help, come forward. 
the NHS is still open and we would always encourage people who need us uh, to come forward and get help they need. Covid is also the subject of the lowdown on our Facebook Live tonight and we'd like to know if you think booster jabs should be added to international travel rules. You can have a say by commenting on the question on our socials. Leah Bullen has said no as they're only available to selected groups and not even everyone in those groups has reached the six-month point anyway. Martin Hackney says no because they're not available to everyone so would be unfair. Well, you can watch the programme tonight from six. You can also get involved by posting a question or comment to the panel of experts. And also on COVID booster jabs, the rules in England are changing slightly from today. You're now going to be able to book them five months after your second jab. Kent Online News. Other top stories today in a teenager's in a serious condition in hospital after being stabbed in the stomach in Chatham. It happened in the Castle Road area of town on Saturday night. Police say the 19-year-old had earlier been kicked and punched after being approached by a group who stole his belongings outside a shop in Magpie Hall Road. Police are investigating how a woman died on the A2 near Dartford. She was found on the coastbound carriageway near the junction for Old Bexley Lane in the early hours of yesterday. The Kent Online podcast has been told she was in her 60s and her family have been informed. Officers want to hear from anyone who was in the area at the time and has dash cam footage. Two people have been arrested and a man is in hospital following reports of a person with a machete in Sittingbourne. Police were called to Station Road on Friday night. One man's being treated for head and face injuries. A cannabis factory has been found in a house in Raynham. Police were called to reports of a disturbance at the property on Station Road on Saturday morning. No one was found inside, but officers dismantled the growing equipment and investigations are continuing. Now, next today, people living on a road in Ashford say it's in such a poor state, it's putting cyclists and mobility scooter users at risk. More than 300 people have signed a petition calling for Gemmit Road to be urgently repaired. Well, our reporter Alex G has been covering this story. So, Alex, what's the road like? Well, the road is in a frightful state uh, to be quite frank with you i think we all feel that the roads outside our houses could be kept better but quite frankly people living in Gemmets road have every right to feel aggrieved there are cracks and crevices running through the tarmac that are right down to the concrete below uh, even as as far as three or four centimeters in some extreme circumstances and there's bare concrete laying around everywhere it drive driving through it it did feel like i was driving my car over an assault course i must say some new homes have been built there recently haven't they what's the main concern then from residents yes this was the recent chart waste development that finished uh, in the last few months and uh, residents are concerned that damage done by heavy vehicles such as builders trucks and and cranes and the like uh, will be only made worse by the increased traffic that the new houses will cause now um, one resident did get in contact with Chartways as she was under the impression that they would be fixing the roads but they've since uh, responded to say that uh, the main road is not their jurisdiction and what have the county council had to say to you about it well, KCC have said that they will send somebody out as soon as possible to inspect whether or not work needs to be carried out. It remains to be seen when exactly that will be and how long any work to repair the vast stretch of road that does need repairing will take. Thanks ever so much, Alex. We can see what the road looks like and let us know what you think. Perhaps you reckon your road is even worse. We'd love to hear your story. You can comment at Kent Online. And motorists are set for eight months of delays near Ashford while work is done 
done on water pipes. A kilometre of road in Pluckley will be closed in sections and drivers have been told to go on a 25-mile diversion. South East Water will be carrying out the £700,000 work to replace a water main in Smarden Road, which has burst a number of times. We've got the full details of the closures and the diversion route at Kent Online. Kent Online reports. A search is underway for a rare dog thought to have been stolen from a van while it was parked at Blue Water. Bjorn's owners discovered he was missing after stopping at the shopping centre on Saturday on their way home to Essex. The window of their vehicle had been smashed and the two-year-old Russian Bolonka taken. Michael Fox and Johanna Kerwin have been talking to Ish. I was working in the morning, went to work, the dog goes everywhere with me in the van. He doesn't like being left at home for, you know, eight hours. So he'd rather be left in the van for, you know, an hour rather than all day. Um, so on the way home, I needed to pop into Blue to grab something. Um, I think we was in there around about an hour, which is longer than I expected. But he's, you know, he's usually fine with that. He comes to work with me, like I say. Um, and as we was in there, uh, yeah, we just grabbed what we needed, come out and just come to the van with a broken window and all the side of the door had been cut into. So I kind of believed that they targeted the van for its tools because I've been done before. And there was another van in the area that was also cut into the side of the door and his tools was taken. And this was between uh, three o'clock and according to... Um... Yeah, the time we left was ten past five. That was after the dealings with the police and the security. Yeah. Um, we believe this happened somewhere between uh, three o'clock and four o'clock. Yeah. And, and um, obviously, you know, t- tools can be replaced, but I mean, to lose yeah. such a beloved pet, I mean, that must have been devastating for you. Yeah, he's yeah. our everything. He's our little baby. And yeah. um, we he comes along whatever we do. So it felt, I've never thought that in a car park where there's loads of people that he would be unsafe. In broad daylight in as well. In broad daylight as well. Um, and we have, we have been having lots of people that are telling us that we're unres- unresponsible owners, but it shouldn't be the blame on us. It should be the blame on the people that took him. Just tell us about, um, is it, is it Bjorn? Bjorn how, how do you pronounce his name? Yeah, Bjorn. Yeah, it's there in Swedish because yeah, he's, we, he's we, from Sweden. We brought him over from Sweden. So, and he's a very rare dog in the UK, I think. They're not even recognising the Kennel Club. No. Um, uh, he's he's microchipped and he's been reported as stolen. Yeah. But he's, you know, he's a very... Special dog. Fragile. He'd be very yeah. scared. You can just imagine how scared he would be. I mean, even when people come around the house, if, if he's not familiar with him, he'll growl and kind of hide because he, he's just so wary. And I can't imagine if... You know, if, whoever has has him, if they try to sell him, he surely can't be sellable because he'd just be so 
Timid. So scared, yeah. You can see pictures of Bjorn at Kent Online. A Facebook page has been set up to try and track him down. And if you do have any information, you're being asked to contact Dog Lost on 01633 673859. That's 01633 673859 or Kent Police. Campaigners are angry after metal gates were placed over the entrance of Badger's homes in Hythe as part of plans to relocate the animals. They're being moved to an artificial set to make way for a new development on Prince's Parade, which will include 150 homes, a leisure centre and shops. Some residents have described the one-way doors as cruel, but bosses insist it is humane. A number of railway lines in Kent, which campaigners believe should be reconnected to mainline passenger services, have been identified. A report by the Campaign for Better Transport lists a number of branch lines which could be restored to link with rail hubs in towns including Ashford, Paddockwood and Tunbridge Wells. Those behind the report are calling for a £4.8 billion national expansion programme to bring an extra half a million people within walking distance of a railway station. A campaign's been launched to save an historic 85-acre wood which environmentalists fear is under threat from a proposed new bypass around Canterbury. The council's planning a relief road connecting Sturry with Bridge and the A2 in a bid to ease traffic congestion in the city centre. But opponents fear it could end up going through the Old Park and Chequers Wood, putting it at risk. They're also worried it could lead to more housing. The local authorities say exact routes have yet to be decided. Kent Online reports. Now it's feared the rising cost of living could leave some people in Kent struggling to heat their homes this winter. We're being urged to check on older relatives or neighbours to make sure they don't get ill. Those born after 1955 get a winter fuel allowance to help cover the cost but Josephine McCartney from the Kent Community Foundation says not everyone actually needs it. The point of the campaign really is to encourage people who do receive a winter fuel payment but don't need it to consider donating that to Kent Community Foundation and we will then in turn use that money to support organisations who support elderly people in the local communities across Kent and Medway. A Canterbury beauty spot could be transformed into a sculpture garden with a water pontoon and skate park. The council wants to develop Tannery Field. The authority is also set to bid for £20 million from the government to regenerate other historical sites, including Canterbury Castle and the City Wall. At Kent Online, you can see how the transformation of a Sheppey pub is getting along after construction was slowed because of the pandemic. Kane's Amusements is turning the former Talk of the Town beachfront pub in Laysdown into a fish bar, restaurant and takeaway. Work is continuing with bosses saying they want to prevent the iconic building from falling into disrepair. Three holiday flats are also being built above it. Duncan James has signed up for Strictly the Real Full Monty. The blues singer who's appearing in Panto in Canterbury this Christmas will be stripping off to raise awareness for cancer checks. He'll be joined by Olympian Colin Jackson and TV presenter Martin Roberts with the show choreographed by Ashley Banjo. And Strictly Head judge Shirley Ballas has been on our sister radio station KMFM as she gets set to star in her first Kent Panto this year. She'll play the Wicked Queen in Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs at the Assembly Hall Theatre in Tunbridge Wells. She was chatting to Andy Walker at the weekend. Well, I, I, I do believe I have to put my lend my voice to one or two things. I suggest people bring earphones, stick them on when I'm going to sing, but anyway. And there will be some dancing and, and they've brought a lovely young man from a previous panto I danced with called Connor 
So I actually have a trained dancer to dance with my sections. And yeah, I, I mean, I'm not used to playing the wicked character, but I have to say it's quite a juicy part. It must be a lot of fun to play the wicked queen because not all the time, you know, let's be fair. And, uh, but on a tiny little occasion, Jun Strictly, the audience might give you a little boo here and there, Shirley. But in panto, when you're the wicked queen, the boos are going to be flying towards your direction. I'm ready for those booze. Bring it on. <laughs> we should quote you on that. We're ready for the booze. Bring them on. That should be at the bottom of the poster for the Assembly Hall Theatre in Tunbridge Wells, shouldn't it? <laughs> and it is, as I say, it's on from December 17th through to the 3rd of January. We've got tickets to win as well, Shirley. All you've got to do is get to kmfm.co.uk. Is this your first panto in Kent as well? It's my first panto, yes, in Tunbridge Wells. It's such a beautiful place. I went for some rehearsals there and some photographic shoots and I just looked around. I thought, oh, this is going to be a really lovely run. You know, it seemed nice. People were friendly. The theatre was absolutely divine. Everybody on the set was just gorgeous. It's a great script. It's got scary music, but not too scary. And I think it's a very, very well balanced. And the comic side of it, is off the charts. Even I'm laughing and I get the jokes. The show will be running from mid-December. If you miss the chat, you can hear it in full at kmfm.co.uk. Kent Online Sport. Football and the Gillingham boss wasn't happy with the ref following their one-all draw in the FA Cup at the weekend. They'll have to play Cheltenham Town again after it ended all square at Priestfield on Saturday. Steve Evans reckons a number of challenges went unpunished and he wasn't convinced the visitors' goal crossed the line. He was chatting to our reporter, Luke. I think first half we were poor, to be fair. Um, I think they were slightly the better side. Um, the goal doesn't look over the line from our analyst when he shows us it. It doesn't look in. Just that referees gave it, so you, you get on with it, don't you? You accept it. I don't think there's a lot in the half then. We go forward to half time, we changed it. As soon as we changed it, we've run over the top of them, won't we, for long spells? Um, we get the goals, good finish for young Gerald. Um, we've got injuries all over the place. There's some, there's some challenges in there that I've got a, ye- a yellow card today that are absolutely horrific. Horrific. But that wasn't helped by a referee's performance that was. So I'm not a good referee, and I like that referee. I don't like him today. I think he was absolutely disgraceful for bombs for a referee. I think the fans well, delivered their verdict on the referee at the end. Um, you got booking as well. Uh, you obviously wanted to have your title. Well, well, I just said to him, you've had a lot of poor performances. You have a lot of good, really good performances that I've seen, but today you're a shocker. And he thought that was worth well, their yellow with no language. Um, their manager should have had a red, but that's not to do with me. Um, I've, never, I've never had many games where I've seen a home end just immediately on the final whistle the disappointment will be there because they've not won the game to then sing with the sang to the referee mm. there, I would think there was an early challenge on Max Aimer that, that you obviously weren't happy with as well shocking shocking challenge and he lets it go mm. um, but he's listen he said a, he said a poor afternoon he's not a poor referee he certainly doesn't he doesn't favour one team over the other he's just had a shocker yeah. I've, had, I've had chokers I'd won in 26th of April 1984 away at Abroad I'd won so <laughs> listen we all, we all have shockers look um, Andy had a shocker by his standards today I don't blame him for their goal he's, gov- he's governed by the assistant referee yeah. and as far as you're aware that hasn't well the players have said it the players including Ryan Jackson who Jack, Jack was said he's, a, he's like a yard in front of the line and he's caught it off his heel maybe the assistant referee thinks Jackson's on the line and, and therefore it would be in but listen I it's Phil knows as a manager never believe a player when you're going to dress room and say was it in was it not in never believe them was that apparently was an op no, never believe them look at the footage because the nose is just all go because they protect themselves and, and, but all of the players all of the players who were around that area 
were convinced it wasn't in. And the footage we looked at, it looks as if the ball's partly in, but not all in. But he's gave it, so the stats say it's a goal. You can read the match report at Kent Online. And British tennis number one, Emma Raducanu, says she'll have a new coach in place for the Australian Open in January. Andrew Richardson was with the 18-year-old from Bromley when she won the US Open, but they parted ways shortly after the tournament. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can now get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site. You can do it by subscribing at kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.